0: Politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz.
1: And welcome back, fellow American Patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to fight the biomedical tyranny, the fourth Reich Nazism, and to preserve and reclaim our life, liberty, property. If that is your goal, it's a tall order, but it is an order we must pursue here at CR Podcast. Daniel Hurwitz back here for Tuesday. And folks, you know, obviously with Congress on break for an entire week, bizarrely. So it gives us time to go back to what we were focusing on last year a lot the clot shots, the biomedical tyranny, the Fourth Reich. When Steve Dace and I wrote the book, or when Steve came to me to write the book, Rise of the Fourth Reich, available on Amazon, will be out in four weeks. My biggest concern was the fact that, you know, we were writing it this time last year, maybe a few months later. And my point was, there's just too much of a lag time. And with the supply chain issues we had getting it out, I said, look, by the time the book comes out, this is not even going to be an issue. And I thought it wasn't going to be an issue because it would be resolved. But instead, the book is more needed than ever because even the most basic things we call for and document haven't been redressed it is disgusting how vaccine injury and the holocaust they committed and everything surrounding the biomedical nazism is not even a back burner issue for republicans in congress the conservatives the freedom caucus the people in state legislatures i don't get it i know there's other stuff going on but government taking a look at warp speed and saying wow That was successful. That is now a model for the future to foist endless products on Americans, DOD, the Pentagon, leading the way. And they're not even done with the first iteration of it. So we're going to have on later today a woman who works in this Huntington, West Virginia hospital we talked about yesterday that reimposed the mask mandate but was going to have, before they got the blowback, was going to institute a gold star, yeah, a yellow star on your badge to show that you had the shot so you don't have to wear a mask. So they made a compromise. You don't have to wear a yellow star because you know what? We're just going to have everyone, vaccinated or unvaccinated, wear a mask. So even something as repudiated as a mask, so many studies that it's all pain and no gain, everyone knows that. Yet even in a red state, even the University of Florida announced they're going to continue. And I know the governor said he's going to get rid of it. We'll see what happens there. But my point is, in all 50 states, this is still continuing. The biomedical state, oh, there's too many cases, mask mandate back. So yes, most Americans don't have to deal with this. But anyone who works in healthcare still does. So even the lockdowns and the mask and even the stuff we thought was repudiated. Not really. We haven't legally, in most states, gotten rid of the structure of the emergency powers that could create lockdowns and masks and jab mandates. And we certainly haven't gotten to the bottom of the hospital treatment of people, the remdesivir, the diagnosing and getting ahead of the vaccine injury and holding those accountable for it. And this would be all bad enough if... It was, you know, COVID was just an anomaly. And they got rid of all this and just wanted to move on. But it's not an anomaly. They haven't even gotten rid of it. They're continuing it. And most importantly, they have so many more pathogens and vaccines that work like pathogens in the pipeline that they're going to follow the PREP Act, the EUAs, the other transactions authority within DOD that allows them to skirt all regulatory structures. Joseph Mengele and Nazism, if the Nazis had the global reach they never had, and if they had the technology that was unimaginable at the time, that, my friends, is the Fourth Reich. Yet, bizarrely, it it doesn't even register. Why, Why do you think that is? Why do you think that issue is not even registering? Democide, according to Collins English Dictionary, the killing of members of a country's civilian population as a result of its government's policies, including by direct action, indifference, and neglect. That's what we face. Democide. The amount of people that this affects is more than anything ever done to the human population. And yet, again, it would be crazy enough if they just took it off the market. Okay, we don't want to talk about it. It's not taken off the market. There is a frantic need to get to the bottom of diagnosing and treating this ahead of time to prevent more died suddenly. But then it's this whole tranche of what they're coming down with in DOD and DARPA. And both from a legislative front, a legal front, a policy front, and an oversight accountability vantage point, I am not seeing this as an issue. Again, we don't even have masks banned in hospitals in a single state. And that's been repudiated for two and a half years. Almost three. Now, perhaps some of this has to do with the big man at the top, Mr. Trump. This man announced Newsweek... Former President Donald Trump dismissed claims that COVID-19 vaccines are broadly unsafe while asserting that his own role in the development of the vaccines may have saved 100 million lives. Host David Brody asked the former president if he would acknowledge that the vaccines were not safe or effective, as we were told by the medical community at the time. Trump said, I was able to get something approved that, you know, that has proven to have saved a lot of lives. Some people say that I saved 100 million lives worldwide. I don't even know what to say. You have to understand there's pros and cons. Some reports say that it's the greatest thing that's ever happened, saved tens of millions of lives. Then you'll read other reports that say that there were some problems with the vaccines, but relatively small numbers. But you know, you have many reports that say vaccines have saved tens of millions of lives. This guy is worse than Fauci. What a schmuck. This is when narcissism meets just profound ignorance and the two mix. A, this is the biggest issue of our lifetime, and he's worse on it than Fauci. B, what it demonstrates is, going forward, his narcissism is so strong that he'll never move off a position if it will harm his legacy. Mind you, he could have easily moved away from this. Look, I didn't know they were going to engage in in, in bioterrorism, so I wanted to make it as quick as possible. We learned our lesson. That's fine. We all understand that. But no. (laughs) And I just want to say, this is the mindset of the man for the last freaking eight years. I'm sick of being mooned. We've been mooned and distracted by this guy for eight freaking years. We had a budding populist movement against the system growing, and he came and he hijacked it and jujitsu'd it into a black hole, and he accomplished for the biomedical fascist Nazis what they could have never accomplished alone because he gave the blessing of the right to it. It's unbelievable how anyone could still support this, man. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. But it's worse than that. This is a clip from MSNBC's Chris Hayes. I know, I know, he's a liberal reporter, but that's not the point. He's going to play a clip here of Bill Gates himself saying how he convinced Trump not to follow RFK's request for a commission on vaccines Take a listen here. Uh,
0: All In has obtained some never-before-seen footage that gives you a good idea of what one of the wealthiest men in the world, Bill Gates, thinks of the president. Bill Gates took questions during a recent Gates Foundation meeting with staff, and he talked about meeting Donald Trump. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, so I, I never met Donald Trump uh, before he was elected, So I saw him at Trump Tower, you know, I said, hey, science and innovation is a great thing. You should be a leader who drives innovation. And that conversation was about a broad set of things in energy, in health, in education. You know, pick things you want to do that are big. HIV vaccine, you could, you know, accelerate that. Be associated with innovation. And uh, then the second time I saw him was uh, the march after that, Uh, so March 2017 in the White House. In both of those two meetings, he asked me if vaccines weren't a bad thing because he was considering a commission to look into uh ill effects of vaccines and and somebody his name is robert kennedy jr was advising him that vaccines were causing bad things and i said no that's a dead end that would be a bad thing don't do that it's clear now all the insurance companies are showing anybody who takes a vaccine much higher risk of death over the next The the insurance companies are blowing up with deaths all over, especially in young people. It just hit yesterday. Um, The millennial generation, the mortality is way up. The vaccine accelerates death from other causes. So if someone has cancer, the vaccine accelerates that. If someone has heart disease, one's more likely to have fatal heart attacks and strokes. The blood clotting is undeniable. The vaccines cause blood clotting which is a a common cause of final death as a large blood clot travels along or in the brain. Justin Bieber's wife had a blood clot in the brain. All the athletes dying on the field. You can see it all over. The vaccine is incredibly risky. And it is basically it's achieving its goal. If, If the goal was to reduce the world's population, it's working.
1: Folks, I don't see Trump denying that. Hey, Bill Gates seems to have felt very comfortable with the man. And if you remember his presidency, he, he always admired and loved pharma. That was his thing. That's why he called out the, you know, owner of Johnson & Johnson. Uh, look at this guy. He knows how to make money. I'm not going to say more about this. It speaks for itself. But I'm just sick of being mooned by this idiot. He needs to go home and shut his mouth. Literally, he's worse than the left, even. Even the left is starting to waffle a little bit on this. But for him, again, narcissism trumps all. It trumps all ideological considerations. So he could be worse than a leftist if, if he feels, you know, the need arises. Now, first off, before I forget, very apropos, our sponsor today, Jace Case, Jace Medical, has created a case where you can order online, get a prescription for five different courses of antibiotics. Well, why would you want things like amoxicillin, Augmentin, doxycycline? Well, I'll tell you why. Because thanks to this Fourth Reich that Trump, by the way, went along with, the left could have never done this alone. There would have been too much blowback. They could only do it on the so-called right's watch. But now we have shortages of basic antibiotics, So what happens if you need it? Well, remember COVID when you needed ivermectin? Same thing. And this is worse than toilet paper because it's more important. You can't improvise. So if you go to jacemedical.com and use offer code REVIEW10 at checkout, you'll get $10 off your order. Uh, Basically, just like we did with Seven Cells, you you go on there, you fill out a survey, questionnaire, basic medical questions. They'll prescribe it, assuming there's nothing wrong. And takes about 10 minutes, and then boom, you have this uh, pack with five different courses of antibiotics for an adult um, right in your home. If you need to travel, if you can't get a hold of it, you can't get a hold of a doctor, the apocalypse, I trust Jace Medical to provide for my family. I just got mine in the mail. So should you. Go to JaceMedical.com and use offer code REVIEW10 for $10 off. So, folks... You can only get to a situation like this when you have a controlled opposition GOP. A controlled opposition that obfuscates the divide, that dumbs down expectations, and shifts the Overton window to the left. That's what it does. They shift that Overton window over. So it's like, well, at least I don't have a Democrat. Well, this is what they're focused on. Politics, politics. Biden, Biden, Biden. Wrote politics. Not the actual things that affect our life, health, liberty the most. They'll focus on, and even when they focus on real issues, the FBI and the deep state, but it's the politics of it. That's what's so stupid, which is why they never touch COVID. And that's why our voters just kind of follow where it is. If all the big leaders would say what I'm saying, they'd get riled up about it. You could rile people up very easily about this. But they don't see it. If you don't work in healthcare as of now, you don't really see it. Yeah, COVID was just an anomaly. It just came out of nowhere. It'll never happen again. But, um, you know, you look at West Virginia. You look at West Virginia. And it was one of the most lockdown states, one of the most mask and vaccine fascist states, barely passed anything on COVID of substance. Not barely, barely passed anything, passed nothing of substance the last two sessions. And they have a 31 to 3 majority, 31 to 3 majority in the Senate. And like 88 to 12 in the house. Yet it's meaningless. Doesn't mean a thing. So we'll, we'll talk with our guest a little bit later today to talk about this problem with hospitals and masks, all 50 states. But this business of <clears throat> the yellow star... This is literal Nazism. Our whole life we've used metaphors. Oh, this is a Nazi. That's a Nazi. Here they are literally saying, I can control your body under the guise of public health. You are an undermensch. You deserve to be singled out and denied kidney transplants. This is still there. The mentality, the moral Argument and pretext, the legal structure that they rely upon, the experimentation, state and federal level, it has not been even proposed to be changed. Alan Dershowitz once said sometime during the pandemic, quote, you have no right not to be vaccinated. You have no right not to wear a mask. And if you refuse to be vaccinated, the state should have the power to take you to a doctor's office and plunge a needle into your arm. He is reputed to be one of the greatest constitutional authorities in the country. And he's reputed to be more of a moderate now that has made his living off of defending Trump and and going on Fox News. Talk about a controlled opposition for you. But that mentality is embedded in our policy, law, culture, and medical system to this very day. That has not been reformed. None of the action items I've been proposing and we propose in the rise of the Fourth Reich have been fully implemented and most haven't been implemented at all. And there's no interest. Oh, we've moved on. And this is how when you don't make the case, the public doesn't get it. And a perfect example now that we're talking about West Virginia today. There's a very fascinating poll in West Virginia. Now before I get to the poll, let me give you just an old poll because it's a poll about Jim Justice, the biomedical fascist dummy dirtbag governor, his approval rating. But before I tell you what it is, I wanted to compare it to Biden's approval rating. So I went back, and you, you have to find like maybe a year ago, but I'm sure it hasn't really changed much. If anything, it probably got worse. Biden's approval according to Quinnipiac was 16% approval, 79% disapproval in West Virginia. Now, what, the reason why Biden's approval is important because Biden is the generic Democrat leftist in the mind of any West Virginia or any voter. Cause th- that's what people focus on the presidential. That's what they understand. It's less new. Nu- it's more nuanced when you have a local guy that tries to triangulate and obfuscate and says things like, oh, okay, that sounds nice, and people who don't understand politics will go along with it. But Biden, you know, everyone knows who he is. You can't miss it. So that tells you, it's, that, that's what I define as a solid red state, in the sense that, broadly speaking, they know they don't want Biden and what the Democrats are offering. I believe it was the lowest approval for Biden of all 50 states in West Virginia. And again, that's reflected in the 31 to 3 and 88 to 12 majorities in the state house. But interestingly enough, Jim Justice has a 64 to 31 positive approval rating. And then Joe Manchin is somewhere in between 40 approval, 53 disapproval. And what that tells you is. Jim Justice plays the game perfectly. Manchin halfway plays the game, so half are onto him, a little bit more than half. But some still think he's like, oh, no, he's different. But the reality is both of them are 100% like Biden, except actually Jim Justice, if you remember in September, when Biden slipped up and said, hey, the emergency is really over with, the pandemic's really over with. So you said that every governor jumped down and say, wait a minute, if it's over with, how are you continuing with the EUAs and all this stuff? Instead, he was like, how dare Biden say it's over with? There's still people dying. We need more vaccines. He called it crazy land. He hit Biden from the left, but, but no one knows about this. So the mask and vaccine fascism is still there, and his ability to lock down is still there. And no one gets it. No one gets it. And every day we could talk about, it. I'm, I'm, I'm writing a list because we haven't talked about this in a while, of like the top 10, 15 data points and studies that have come out, facts about the vaccine recently. But it doesn't matter. There's no amount of information that could come out about the shots and the mask that will structurally end it. Because you, you, we've, we've maxed out. There's nothing more we can do Intellectually. But what we're lacking is a united political and legal movement and certainly a political party to bring it to fruition and just say we're not doing this anymore. Because of all these facts, it's done. And the people would easily go along with it. But if you don't have a party making the case, out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. Most people relative to public policy, are like babies and toddlers. You know, if something's not in front of them, they won't yelp about it. And that's what scares me. It's utterly insane that this is what we're up against. And now that we're talking about the Nazism, I just want to read you a story Now, yes, this is from Canada, but it embodies what's been going on in red state America and has been going on and will continue to go on. And we don't yet have a legal structure to block it. It's one of the most maddening stories ever. But for those who don't like the Nazi comparison, Toronto Hospital Security Guards killed a woman. This is from hotair.com. Toronto Hospital Security Guards killed a woman in March of 2020 for not pulling up a mask while suffering from breathing difficulties. They were originally charged with manslaughter and criminal negligence, but a judge has tossed the case because, well, reasons. There isn't much dispute about what happened, although one of the, the guards involved intentionally turned the security camera away from the scene of the crime as it was happening, and another lied to police about what did happen. He later was forced to admit to deceiving investigators when he was shown security footage contradicting his statement. The case seems pretty cut and dried. Danielle Stephanie Warner, who suffered from COPD, came to the hospital due to, unsurprisingly, breathing problems. She was admitted to the hospital and was sitting in a hallway wearing PPE. She had lowered her mask due to her breathing problems. Guards approached her to enforce a mask mandate. She didn't comply, again presumably because she had trouble breathing. The guards donned PPE, demanded she donned the mask, and then threw her against the wall almost immediately. While claiming that she struck them first, the video shows that this wasn't true. Right after throwing her to a wall, a different guard redirects the camera away from the incident, hiding what was happening. Witnesses report that the guards threw her to the ground, held her there in exactly the same manner uh, that George Floyd was restrained, only she had taken no meth or fentanyl. She was a 125-pound woman with breathing difficulties. They handcuffed her while unconscious and kept her restrained, using a knee to the back. She stopped breathing. The guards load her into a wheelchair and eventually notice this fact and call for doctors and she died of her injuries. The guards totally killed her and, um, but now those charges have been dropped after the judge concluded there wasn't enough evidence to go to trial. Folks, this should be our George Floyd except it's true instead of the lies about what really killed him and what he was really about. And the reason why it's not just that this is the terrible story that she wasn't on drugs and 100% did kill her and she wasn't fighting with police and she wasn't resisting and she didn't do do anything, but that it reflects all of us that this could have happened to anyone. It reflects the biomedical Nazi state that they could determine that you're a threat, that you have to put something on or in your body, including your breathing holes. Heck, the Nazis, at least the Nazis didn't, you know, when they said to wear a yellow star, It was on your lapel. It wasn't on your mouth and nose that affects your breathing. And we're fine with it to the extent it's not being done in places. Oh, the cases are low. The fatality rate is low. Not that it's illogical, immoral, illegal, inhumane, and must never be done again. And anyone who does it should land in jail for 50 years. No. And in hospitals, it's still being done in all 50 states. Patients, and certainly workers, in many many hospitals that you could find them in all 50 states as of today i don't understand how 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 i i don't get it you would think hr1 in the united states house would be a president cannot declare a public health emergency for more than 7 to 30 days and it cannot be extended without congress he cannot make recommendations for shutdowns during that period, even that limited period, CDC can never mandate or recommend, or OSHA or any other agency, a mask mandate, a vaccine mandate. right? I mean, that's before you even get to vaccine injury. And calling out pharma on the liability, and the EUA and the OTA and the PREP Act and the NCVIA, all that needs to be dealt with. But just the basics that I thought we all agreed to with lockdowns and masks and emergency powers. How how was that not H.R. 1? And in the states, a bunch have never done anything. Others have done half measures. Almost no state has done it fully because the proof is in the pudding with what's going on in hospitals in all 50 states. This is just unreal. There is nothing that affects life, liberty, property, health, and the perpetuity of human civilization More than this issue. And they're openly saying. Operation Warp Speed was a success. We're continuing it. We're going to have other products. And it's like ho-hum. No interest on the right. There is no interest on the right. It's bizarre. It's literally the Fourth Reich. And no one cares. You talk about perpetuating humanity. Daily Clout did a very deep dive into reproduction rates. So, you know, we've had all these loose data points of this country. You see a sudden uh, decline in birth rates coinciding with nine months after the vaccine takeup. So they put together um, a long report with all the data on it. And here are the top lines. Nine months following the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine, substantial birth rate drops were seen in 13 of 19 European countries England, and Wales, Australia, and Taiwan. The decline in births in Switzerland was the largest in 150 years, more than during the two world wars, the Great Depression, and the advent of widely available birth control. There was an 8.3% drop in the birth rate in Germany through three quarters of 2022. England and Wales had a 12% birth rate drop through June 2022. And that's, of course, when ONS stopped reporting the data like they always do when we start using it. Taiwan reported an alarming birth rate drop, but its data are incomplete. Australian birth rates fell 21% from October to November 2021, followed by a 63% decrease from November to December. And no one cares. It's all good. It's all cool. And again, the ticking time bombs for birth rates, and the ticking time bombs for death rates. What I think is self-evident by all these famous people dropping. A lot of us hope that, you know, when you're outside of maybe a two-month window of getting the shot, you're in the clear. But clearly, what we're seeing is almost an acceleration of long-term effects. And I don't think they're just people that got boosters recently. Steve Kirsch reports... On October 24th of last year, the FAA quietly, without any announcement at all, widened the EKG requirements necessary for pilots to be able to fly. Very interesting. Why would they do that suddenly? So they raised what's called the PR range in an EKG test from, so the acceptable rate used to be between 0.12 to 2. I'm sorry, 0.12 to 0.2. Now it's 0.12 to 0.3, almost an entire deviation over. Why are they trying to rope in more heart inflammation? Well, I think we know why. Probably the same reason why we've seen, um, you know, a sudden crash of cancellations, staff shortages, and things like that. I don't know, folks. We do not have a legal structure in place to end any of this. This is the Nazis to the nth degree because they didn't have this technology. You know, where? where is the clamor in Congress to defund and ban Biden's September 12th order, if you remember his executive order on advancing biotech, and biomanufacturing innovation for a sustainable, safe, and secure American bioeconomy. For biotech and biomanufacturing to help us achieve our societal goals, the U.S. needs to invest in foundational scientific capabilities. We need to develop genetic engineering technologies and techniques to be able to write circuitry for cells and predictably program biology in the same way in which we write, software, and program computers. Unlock the power of biological data, including through computing tools and artificial intelligence, and advance the science of scale-up production while reducing the obstacles for commercialization so that innovative technologies and products can reach markets faster. They're literally telling you that their goal is to quickly get gene therapies to the market to control your body like a piece of software, like a computer. They're doing it. They're funding it. Republicans are funding it. And the rise of the Fourth Reich, we have a blueprint, both state and federal, for the most effective force-multiplying way to stop this. But yet, there's no outrage. There's no, there's no desire to push this. I'm, having, I'm struggling to find a single state where they're taking the lead on this. I mean, we'll see. Florida, unfortunately, the session doesn't begin till t- March. So it's been a little quiet. So I'm willing to reserve judgment until then. But most other states are already in session. And again, it's like, it's like this issue, it's not even a back burner issue. It doesn't even register. It is just so, so bizarre. So folks, when discussing this indifference, this apathy, Within even supposedly red states. This at its core is why I started conaction.network. Why we are trying to assemble these teams of of strike force teams that will focus relentlessly on the issues that matter in the way they matter at the time they matter, not just on whatever is in politics or the news that day, which usually is not the most important issue of the time. And that's how you have these red states with Terrible Republicans, terrible policies that persist because we don't have that focused pressure that we need. And by the way, we do have a West Virginia team. So if you guys want to sign up, go to ConAction.network. We'll get you in touch with Monica, who is running our West Virginia team uh, down there in Charleston today, working on some stuff. And this is the thing. we got to make the focus on medical freedom and biomedical fascism. And look, if this story in Huntington, West Virginia doesn't wake these people up, I don't know what will. Uh, so, again, we talked about this story from uh, Cabell Huntington Hospital where – and and, and you, you could find this in my article today. You could see a copy of the letter blatantly. This was put out to leadership of the hospital. They were going to say, hey, let's make it that anyone who didn't get the shot has to – put a yellow or gold star on their badge to identify them as requiring a mask. So leveraging one illogical, inhumane, immoral, harmful policy, the shots against the other, the mask, despite two and a half years worth of repudiation of both, this is continuing. And it's not like they stopped it. The outrage was the yellow star, of course. It's like, all right, you know what? We're not going to segregate. Everyone's going to have to wear a mask. How in the world is this still happening? What can we do about it? So with us today is Amber Robinson, who actually has worked at that hospital for 10 years. Uh, She broke the story on my buddy Tom Roten's show in Huntington, a good friend of mine. I've been on his show for many years. Uh, She has served as a pathology clerk in the lab and has been suffering for quite a while and just got suspended yesterday So She's going to talk about this and more very, very important stories, so listen carefully. Hey, Amber, thanks so much for joining us on such short notice. Good morning. Thank you for having me. All righty, so let's start from the beginning. Um, Before even this Yellow Star business, what is it like? Describe for our our audience, because most people have long been done with masks. So I understand the apathy. I understand they don't care anymore, but describe being in a mask for two and a half years. They didn't end it until this past October. Now they're reinstating it. Describe what it's like to work all day in a mask for two and a half years.
2: It is absolutely terrible. Um, it causes so many physical issues. Just, something as simple as trying to read something on your desk because you're looking over top of it neck issues everybody you see or heard of everybody having headaches caused behind because of it the way the mask would hit the nerve behind the ear that would cause headaches um of course because you have decreased o2 levels and increased co2 levels headaches because of that just the issues that people have are just endless not to Mention, like, fungal infections and things that come from them, um, people reusing them over and over like they weren't supposed to, just, it's just endless. There is no reason that you should put these on people any longer. Like, there's no, no scientific reason to put this on a person any longer.
1: So, my question to you is, how do people cope with it? So, in the general world, right when it was starting to reach a breaking point, they smartly, from their end, relented, and, and they took it away. But it's continued for another year and a half with healthcare workers. What do other people say about it? Like, they're, they're, they're fine with it? They're, they're resigned to wearing this for the rest of their lives? No,
2: I mean, that's—and I think that's why they finally relaxed it, was because we complained. They You know, the complaints were so many— Because literally the only place that you would put a mask on was to go into a medical facility. Every place else was wide open. You have all these football games. You have all these concerts. You have literally the entire world wide open, but you're still continuing to mask people in a healthcare facility. And that was always the question. Make it make sense. Why are we still doing it? Of course, everyone knows why we were still doing it, because it's money driven.
1: It's money driven. It's also also culturally um, the medical profession is obviously very broken at the leadership level. Uh, you are one of the few people you've been rallying. You've been <clears throat> working with legislators. You've been trying to push the West Virginia legislature, which has barely done anything, but they did pass a religious exemption. It was like the only thing they did. So you fought for that. You were really one of the only ones willing to lose your job. So let's get to the here and now where you were suspended So you broke this story yesterday with Tom Roten uh, about this letter that was sent around at least to the hospital leadership floating this idea of segregation. So what did and didn't happen with that, and and what's the status quo now?
2: Um, That was sent to me in the morning when I first, it was within probably the first hour that I had made it to work, Um, and I put my post out there, it wasn't, I think it was it was on my break, so it was probably maybe around 9-ish. Um, and it literally took off from there. By 1 o'clock, and I figured, they said it wasn't, but I figured it was because of the blowback that they got. Um, by like 1, one thirty. they had put out an email to the entire staff and hospital-wide that they were going to go back into masks that everyone was going to. Um, because we were in red and because of that that they were by the cdc map that we were in red or whatever and that because cases were going up and because of employees being out sick they didn't say employees out sick with covid they just said employees out sick they were going to go back into a mask starting on monday um... when i had told them when i left work on friday that when we got there on monday that i was not going into a mask and i wanted someone Basically, to explain to me why when they took us out of a mask on October 3rd, that there were, um, I think it was 75 active cases in Cabell County. And on Friday, when you're telling me that you're going to put me back into a mask on Monday, there were 49. So um, (laughs) after I got finished with my interview with Tom, I went in and um, I told him that I wasn't putting that on. And um, my supervisor hated to do it. She and I have a very, very good working relationship um, and personal relationship, and she hated to do it. And I told her that I understood it. But, um, but yeah, they, they sent me home for five days for insubordination and failure to follow hospital policy.
1: So what are you going to do at the end of the week?
2: Um, at this point, I'm not real sure. But when I left um, yesterday, I told her that they were going to want to figure out what they were going to do with me on Monday because I was still not going back into a mask.
1: Wow. I mean, it's shocking that you're the only one. I mean, this is what bothers me. If everyone would just say, this is not happening, it wouldn't happen. So you said there were a bunch of complaints back in the past. Now that they're saying you're back on this, where where are these people?
2: Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, I have found this the whole way through um, last year rallying for this and, you know, trying to get that medical something passed so that we – you know, we're not forced into that shot because they were, you know, pushing us so hard. Um, found the same thing though. People out there, you know, I'm here, you know, yes, I believe what you're saying and all behind it, but when it comes to it, actually finding people to back that up, those are two completely different things.
1: I mean, you you've been willing to lose your job. I mean you've been outspoken the entire, you know, course of the last couple of years. Uh, and that's that's the problem. And I, and I just want to deviate for a moment, folks. I mean, as you're listening to to Amber's story, just note that this is where so many conservatives get things wrong, where they're like, oh, they're waiting for the silent majority to rise up in a stupid election. It, th- that, that's not how society works anymore. A silent majority does nothing for you. It's the irate minority of the radicals that that succeed in pushing this. So if you don't have a counter irate minority, You know, all the all the better if you're backed by a silent majority, but you need a public minority to fight for you. Nothing's going to happen. So, Amber, my question is, I mean, is this story making its rounds to Charleston? Are there I mean, a bunch of new supposedly conservative members won seats there. Is there any effort to say like, hey, we need to end this in West Virginia and make it clear that you cannot forcibly violate human rights like that?
2: I have had legislators reach out to me. I know that there is legislation being worked on. I have also had other people that work with legislators, with different legislators than the ones that I have talked to, um, who have said that I guess there are several pieces maybe that are being worked on right now to put some protection into place.
1: Well, I mean, time is of the essence. I I just don't don't get this. And what's so sad about this is that there... I mean, this is, have you killed and have you inherited? Like it says in the Bible, they literally create the cases. New York City's own health department now admits that especially these variants are more prone to be in those that have the shot. It's unbelievable. So they create viral immune escape with suboptimal antibodies. So this keeps going. We will never, we will never achieve immunity because of the viral immune escape, and then they get to say, hey, if you don't get the thing that caused it, you now have to wear a mask, and then, okay, there's a blowback, fine, everyone wears a mask. Now, was this a real policy? Was it really going to be implemented, at least the original plan with the segregation based on yellow stars?
2: As far as I know, as far as I know yes, because I know that a, a couple people that were given the stars, so I know that that policy was to be put in place i know that they backpedaled on that and they're saying now that no that they were not going to do that that they were not going to implement that that is not true i know more than one person who had already received those stars by the time that i was even aware of the email that had been sent so yeah i think that it got changed because they say it's because the cdc put us in the red they can use the cdc map all they want I really think, truly believe that it was because of the blowback that they received, which was pretty much immediately from what was put out there to make it encompass all of us. Now, before I left the other day, yesterday, for my, for my suspension, that was one of my questions. I said, so you're putting everyone into a mask. When you go back and look at this in two weeks and you relax it, or if you relax it or whatever, does everyone come out of the mask or do I still remain in the mask? her the policy that is set here alongside of the one that you just gave us. And nobody could give me an answer to that.
1: You know, one of the things I'm trying to figure out here is that, so I know where I live, you go to a hospital in suburban Baltimore, so you're going to have the profession overtaken by medical Karens. Like, they'll actually believe in the idolatry, in the voodoo of somehow the mess that didn't prevent the transmission for three years somehow does but doesn't at the same time and even if it does it doesn't work unless you're wearing it too i mean they'll somehow believe in that idolatry but i'm thinking of a place like like west virginia you know i'm trying to figure the the culture the staff there you know people do move around and get jobs across the country so you'll have some of the same ilk but largely you'll have different people than where i live do the people in the hospital you know, the people you worked with, the nurses, the doctors, the administrators, they really buy into that?
2: It's so hard to tell. There actually are. I don't know about the administrators. I, I know within the laboratory where I work that there really are people who buy into it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if administrators so much. The few that I have talked to, like, and you can't really talk to them. It's, it's not really a conversation that anybody will have. And you can see, you know, you can see the drift as soon as you start to address it. So honestly, I don't know. I don't know where they stand. That, that's kind of what bothers me because I'm like, do you not see it at all? Because if you don't, that's a huge issue. Or do you see it and you're choosing to ignore it because that's an even bigger issue? And there, I, I just don't know where the answer to that is.
1: Well, I'd certainly love to to see how this develops, if if it will finally foment a backlash. It's shocking that you're the only one, but we've seen this throughout the pandemic. Um, I know you're in the laboratory, so you're not really dealing directly with patients, but are they zealously enforcing this on patients too?
2: Um when I went in Monday, I saw that they had given like all the patients, like literally everybody walking down through the halls which meant patients and everyone had a mask on. So, at this
1: point, I don't know. So, someone coming in with respiratory distress, someone coming in in acute pain, they'll just, you know, take them and cover their mouth?
2: Um, yep. I, that's the way I take it.
1: Man, it's like, you I know, know say everyone, everyone sure. says... it's really sad because, you know, where I am in Maryland, you know, there's been this talk in Western Maryland, they want to break off and join West Virginia. But the sad thing (laughs) is if we don't, you know, actually make red States red, it won't matter. It literally doesn't matter. It's just as bad there. Um, So what would you suggest people listening now in West Virginia? um, And, and really, again, it's nothing unique about this other than the yellow star aspect to it. They're doing it all 50 States. Um, What would you suggest they do?
2: Um, just stand up, stand up, like stop being quiet, stop griping to your neighbor, stop griping to your family, stand up, do something about it. Even if that means standing up at work, taking your mask off and saying, we're not doing this, what are you going to do about it? Because I guarantee you, if enough people stand up, they're going to have to address it. You know, me doing it, it, you know. It doesn't really mean a whole lot. Yeah, it's got some attention or whatever, but they have to stand up. But beyond that, they're going to have to start looking at the people that they're electing a little bit better as well. Because I can tell you that I have watched some of the people in that legislature for the last year. Um, Some of the tactics that were implemented in some of those sessions and whatnot. Um, Yeah, they just need to be a little bit more careful about who they put
1: where. In other words, the 88 to 12 Republican majority in that house is, you know, not exactly what it appears to be. You have a jerk governor. And and, and I'll say that really. I mean, really a nasty, nasty human being, a guy that after getting three shots um, gets a pretty severe case of covid and then relies on the monoclonal antibodies and then gets rid of the monoclonal antibodies in the states, but touts the shot. That's really disgusting. Um, and, and, again, to the left of Biden on the vaccine issue. And then, all right, well, he's termed out. Who, you, who do we have? Well, one of the guys running is more Capito. More Capito, the Judiciary Committee chairman there who blocked every good piece of legislation on medical freedom in the Judiciary Committee last term. Um, this, this has got to change. So, I mean, everyone needs to call their representatives in West Virginia, but really everywhere. We need to end the mass maintenance. Oh, well, no, we don't have it. Yes, you do. You still have them in the medical facilities. It is not okay to make these people subject to this for the rest of their lives. uh, Amber, thanks so much for standing up, for being that lone voice, for putting this story out so at least we can make hay of it and uh, raise awareness to it. And I'm certainly going to do this at a national level. Definitely keep us informed, and God bless. May God be with you. Well, folks, there you have it. West Virginia Mountain Mama. Supposed to be a rugged individualist state. Yeah, right. Not at all. Not at all. Mountaineers are always free. That's their state motto. Yet, they've never been free, especially not the last three years. And I think the broader lesson here is that when you don't shed light on something and you don't create a firestorm like the left always does – Nothing will change. And the conservative media and the Republican Party is designed to ensure that nothing changes, that your focus is on rote politics, just the raw back and forth, the banter of Republican versus Democrat, whoever the president is in the White House. And nothing that matters to people's lives actually changes, and the people responsible for it aren't held accountable. And that's why they'll continue to focus on the same people, we're not, even, we're not even getting better candidates. I mean, you have an Ohio there across the river. Another rhino just announced he's running for Senate. I don't even care about Senate elections. You know, Tillis, Tom Tillis was just elevated to leadership after screwing us on marriage, immigration, gun control, and infrastructure. He said, it's not like I haven't gone through this thought process, meaning of working with the Democrats, in the prior three Congresses. There were just not as many opportunities. There were some but nothing compared to this particular Congress, how much he's screwed us, and this is what he's bragging about. They have a 90-10 majority in the Senate. Okay, you're never going to fix that. So all this focus on electing more federal senators, even if you succeeded, so you'll have, what, three more? The focus needs to be on the governor's races and the state legislatures, but most importantly, even beyond elections, the issues, the stories, the outrage. What I learned from the transgenderism This thing was going on for 10 years and and none of them paid attention. We're like, you got to end the drag shows, you got to end the bathroom stuff and the castration. Something that obvious, that illogical, immoral, disgusting. In red states, we couldn't get anything. It wasn't until there was a firestorm of videos, people like Libs of TikTok that put this stuff out and then it changed things. And that's why I'm hoping this yellow star story is going to tip the balance, even though the point is not even so much the yellow star, it's Nazism even without it, making someone forcing a a, a gag on their mouth and nose. I mean, I don't care whether you have the yellow star for those that are vaccinated or not, or singling out people, or just saying everyone has to do it, that shouldn't even matter. That just makes it more obvious. But this is what we're up up against in all these states. And this is what I'm trying to do with a forced pressure campaign with these Liberty Strike Force teams to to make it that you cannot be a Republican operating in that state, not supporting something or supporting something bad. This is the only way we're going to make a difference. I'm telling you, this is going to keep going on. We need to force an inflection moment on the entire vaccine issue. You can't get around this. You know, one thing I've learned, one thing I've learned in the past, is that when Bill Gates says something, you better take him seriously. Because everything he uh, threatens but doesn't really put it out as a threat seems to occur within 10 years. And he recently talked about on Twitter... Vaccines in our food supply solves the problem of vaccine hesitancy. This guy is dead serious. And they're doing this to cattle and everything. So remember, the only thing worse than an abortion is a forced abortion that you can't get away from. So these Republicans will focus 120% on the abortion issue, but then they'll downright support or be indifferent to something that will destroy the hearts of and that's just one of the many organ, organ systems it destroys, but break the hearts of an entire generation of people, the reproduction of an entire generation of people. the food supply of an entire generation of people. They're openly saying, "We're going to do Joseph Mangala type of experiments on you. After this killed millions and injured tens of millions, we're going to use that as the prototype. And there is no structure in place. Again, EUA, OTA, PREP Act, NCVIA, emergency powers, that all has to go as part of a debt ceiling budget fight and standalone legislation. And then states need to prohibit any of the fallout from those policies. So the states can't end those policies, but they could say the Department of Health cannot accept any of this stuff, cannot market it, distribute it, endorse it, ha- has to recommend against it, and obviously any mandates in any setting of any type needs to be taken away. I don't understand why, I mean, I'll, I'll admit my own failures. I have yet to succeed in a single state yet. We'll see what happens this term And getting my constitutional amendment passed. Isn't this the simplest lesson we should learn? If you have to have one piece of legislation in a state emerging From the Fourth Reich of the past three years, the biomedical fascism, that there is never a legal, moral, or scientific rationale, pretext, or premise to force person A to take an affirmative action against his body or in his body with a medical device, injection, prophylactic, vaccine, therapeutic, under the supposed notion that it protects person B, because if it's so great, person B has that prerogative to do exactly that. That no person should be forced into a medical device or product on or in their body and be subject to any discrimination in the realm of public accommodation on behalf of exercising that right to place that in the Bill of Rights of each state. I don't understand how that is not a universal opinion, but then again, I do. Because when you don't have a unified movement with the bandwidth, the platforms to do that, it doesn't reach it to prime. It doesn't, doesn't make it to prime time. And that's what we're fighting for. And that's why I need you guys to, A, sign up at ConAction.network for a Red State Liberty Strike Force team. Number two, um, to go to Trials and Execution. So Trials, plural, execution, singular. Trialsandexecution.com. You could download right away the opening argument in our Nuremberg trial, so the whole overview of our argument framing what we're up against, and then you could purchase the book. Uh, make sure you do it now because within the first week, the hard co- co- uh, hardcover will be sold out, um, which is good. Uh, so they'll immediately go to soft cover within 24 hours, but if you want to get a hardcover, make sure you purchase it now. Uh, trialsandexecution.com. We need to make – again, as you well know, I'm not about selling books, which is why despite the fact that I have such a prolific writing capability and I could produce books like There's No Tomorrow, this is only my second book. I haven't written one since 2015, and I don't really plan on writing many more. But this – if this is the number one book in America for as long as possible or the number number one nonfiction book at least – this will allow us to raise the prominence of this issue. I, I wish the book would be a dud. I, I thought, oh, yeah, it'll be over with. It's not. I am floored how we can't even end the mask mandates in red states, much less get on with vaccine injury and, you know, really looking into forming a commission on all the vaccines, which is something that absolutely needs to be done. That RFK tried to get. Trump to do and Bill Gates successfully talked him out of what an utter disgrace and look if you disagree with me email me danielharwitz at startmail.com if you're insulted oh Trump 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 I just I don't understand the case for him anymore I just don't get it he's not even trying not even trying to fool us but I don't have time for that and nor do I have time to wait two years for any of this we don't have two years until another president is inaugurated, assuming you can even win an election nationally anymore, anyway. So it's not about oh, I want someone else, not Trump. I don't care about the presidential election because if you're gonna have the bondage on the human face in Huntington, West Virginia, with an 88 to 12, 31 to three majority in the legislature, then folks, you ain't gonna accomplish anything at a federal level either. That's for sure. So if we can't exercise our rights and our prerogatives with the low-hanging fruit, you're certainly not going to fix the federal government. So we have a lot of work to do. As always, I'm not just here to criticize. I'm here to make a difference, but I need you. Let's make this a movement. Let's get this off the ground. We have uh, leaders in West Virginia, North Dakota, Iowa, South Carolina. Um, I do need more team leaders willing to, you know, step up to the plate. I'll give you the names, and you could send out the email, organize your first meeting, and go from there. And I could give guidance, legislative ideas. You'll be my eyes and ears on the ground if there's stuff going on in your state that that needs to be blown up nationally. And I think this is really what we do. We took a story in Huntington, you know, a, a hospital no one ever heard of, and we're blowing it up nationally. And that's the way to shed light on these red states, shedding light. I'm telling you, they operate in darkness. They don't, they'll, they'll openly say, oh yeah, 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 you need to wear a mask. But if you have public outrage, I'm telling you that is a greater check and balance than elections, given the way society works. But we need to break that mold of just, every two years, the silent majority will rise up and vote against the noisy liberals. No, 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 the noisy liberals will win out. And part of how they win out is by capturing the Republicans, too. Unless you use counter pressure on them. A small group of a few dozen people in a state legislature, um, I mean, focusing on it, could wreak havoc. And that is my goal. We're going to have some more guests on. Um, we're going to have Matt Rinaldi from Texas, the Texas GOP chairman. Why is Texas a fake red state we'll deal with that and more tomorrow until then god bless y'all and thank you for listening